Sunday social on uh, what I hope is a nice Sunday where you are, show number 206. We've got a cracker of a show tonight. Uh, I'd love you to be part of the action. Text me 3920, keyword live, that'll pop up on one of the many screens in front of me. Or, of course, you can tweet me at Vaughan Davis. Later, later, Mr Paul Brislin with uh, an in-depth and scientific analysis of Mark Zuckerberg's congressional testimony. An app, an app for being a good friend makes a feature. First, though, this. When I think of DJs, I picture a dude in headphones and a smoke-filled club scratching some old vinyl records and eyeing up my girlfriend. The truth is that most DJs are a lot more high-tech than that these days, and one of the leaders in that tech is New Zealand DJ software company Serato. I'm at their Auckland headquarters with CEO Young Lee and Head of Strategy Nick McLaren. Boys, thanks for having me. Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah, thank you. Hey, maybe the best um, the best way to start this is actually with some music. I'll describe what's in front of us because it's not what you might expect if you're thinking of a, a regular DJ. There's a there's a laptop which uh, basically has a track list on it. Looks a little bit like Spotify with some coloured bits up the top, and then to the right of it is a controller. And the controller sort of looks like a a really uh, sort of shrunk down two platter uh, record player, except there aren't no record players. It's just two silver discs with some sliders and knobs in between. Nick, sort of explain what we're looking at here. Yeah, probably the simplest way to describe it is, yeah, very much like Spotify or iTunes, you have your playlist with, uh, with songs on the laptop. And then this thing that I'm touching, this controller here, uh, allows you to mix between two songs. So instead of something like Spotify, where there is one um, track that you can play, our program, Serato DJ, has the ability to mix two songs or four songs together. So so in the olden days, this would have been, you know, literally two turntables with a record on the left, record on the right, and a fader between them. And, and this is a, an example of, you know, 21st century technology that for, I guess, um, human reasons, has just has just sort of mimicked that old interface, yeah? Yeah, exactly, that's right. So there's, we still make, actually, a, a program that communicates with regular vinyl records or our special um, vinyl control signal things. But this particular uh, product here is a shrunken down system. It's called a DJ controller. And yeah, it's designed from going back to back um, without the old vinyl stuff. It's an all-in-one package. Yeah, and, and I guess size-wise, it's I, I'll describe it as about two-thirds the size of a skateboard. That's probably pretty, that's pretty street way to describe it. So um, <laughs> show, show us what it can do and sort of step me through what's happening. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to load up a song using my library. I'm going to load it over to the right side, over to the right deck. And then I can press play. And then I can play my song. Now once that song's playing, I can use different cue points to actually jump around the song. I can scratch it, like just like a record player. So that's, that's you using a, a little uh, a metal disc controller about the size of a CD 
uh, as if you were moving a record backwards and forwards. That's right, and that emulates essentially yeah, a vinyl record or the old sort of scratching on, yeah. a, on a turntable. The, the way I always describe it is um, what you see the DJ using is a bit like a mouse or a keyboard. It's how DJs control the music, but it doesn't do a lot of uh, work or processing. We make the software that does that. And uh, in the case of, say, vinyl records, uh, Serato essentially got famous because they allowed DJs to tour with uh, two records and a laptop rather than crates and crates of records. So essentially we saved people's backs and they didn't have to have a van and they didn't have to move around with boxes. It's, it's all about the health and safety. It's funny, isn't it? The whole, the whole, the whole scratching thing really came in towards the end of vinyl, right? Or was it the death of vinyl? People have been scratching digitally longer than they were scratching on vinyl. Is that, is that a bold proclamation? No, that, that's probably correct, yeah. yeah. Although the vinyl is very much coming back, so you've got one track on your on your two little on your on your controller. You've that's got right. one track running on the right. So far, so you know that's interesting. I could do that at home. <laughs> what happens next? So the next thing I do is I'm going to go into back to my library and choose the next song that I'm going to play for the crowd. So and, and you're doing this because you 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 know intrinsically what what you know what all these tracks are about what their characteristics are, what makes each great and what goes together. That's your skill as a DJ, right? That's the skill, yeah. So it's knowing the music and it's also knowing and reading the crowd. So, you know, if you imagine you're in a club or a performing for someone right now, you'd actually be looking at the, at the crowd, seeing if they're responding to your current song. If not, then you pull it out quickly and then throw in the next one and keep trying them and see, see what they respond to. So the way I'm going to actually mix in is actually using these little sliders next to the, the silver discs you were talking about. Yep. And that controls the tempo. So, uh. so every song has a unique tempo, so beats per minute. Yep. So this one right now you can see is actually displayed as 91.7 beats per minute. When I bring in the next song, I'll match up that tempo. And that way I can mix across so it's a smooth transition. So that's how you do it. So but but so you're gonna be actually slowing that song down or speeding it up from the speed at which it was originally recorded. That's right. Sneaky. Yeah. It's very sneaky, yeah. And there's, there's ways of doing it subtly and then not so subtly. Oh, and I, and I see in your little Spotify-like library, you've got a really handy number. Next to every song, you've got the natural beats per minute. And they range from about about 80 to about 95, right? In, in, in this in this list you've got. In this, in this particular list, yeah. So this is quite a laid-back list, isn't it? Very, very laid-back, yeah. This is, this is for, for my parents. Okay, so let's 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 mix in. Oh, so you've got uh, Hall and Oates. <laughs> Goodness me. Let's 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 mix in another song and see how that goes. mixed over to the next song just by using the tempo and then the fader and I also used a little bit of the a, a filter to filter the song down so it sort of had a smooth transition. So unless you are paying really close attention in, in our imaginary nightclub tonight you, you might not even know you'd gone from one song to another if you, if you picked your part of the song to do that right? That would be that's the goal that's yeah. the goal of the DJ yeah. So, so an hour later you go what just happened? Yeah. Well, mostly DJs, I mean, the, the, the job is less about the scratching, which, you know, you, uh, is obvious, but it's more about song selection and smooth transitions. So with a perfect DJ, you just wouldn't see any of it. All you know is there's a song you like and it's playing, then suddenly there's another song you like that's playing. So we might be getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, both in the interview and, and in, the, in, in your product development roadmap, but this, this skill of, you know, I'm listening to this song, so what's going to be good to take it, you know, upbeat or downbeat, 
Is, is there a way of augmenting that DJ knowledge or is that just down to you and your knowledge of what songs are out there? Yeah, so a lot of it is about, you know, the, the skill again is in knowing the music and, and knowing what the crowd responds to. We've, over the, over the years, we've developed little bits of technology um, and included that in the, in the software to help with mixing. So there's a concept of sync, which helps you sync the beats together a little, mm -hmm. bit, little bit more easily. Uh, we've got a product called uh, Pitch and Time, which, which is one of the products that the company was founded on. And so that, that particular uh, bit of technology has also been incorporated in Shota DJ. And what that does is it allows you to slow things down, speed things up without it sounding sort of chipmunky. Which, which is, is that kind of what you're doing when you're taking a song from, you know, 84 beats a minute and matching it to a 92 beats a minute? So it just sounds like somehow you've, you know, you convinced Hall & Oates, let's say, just to play it a little bit faster. Yeah, that, that's right. So if you um, didn't have a, this, this concept of pitch and time or key lock on, then when you slow it down or speed it up, you'd really notice it because... It would sound like that. Exactly. So but when you have this activated, then it's very um, very hard to tell. It's much harder to tell when you do extreme uh, changes in the speed of the song. The, the interesting mode is we've, we've almost come full circle with it. This um, company was founded on that. Um, 20 years ago, one of our founders, Steve, essentially wanted to uh, learn bass guitar, but it went too fast for him. So he... Was Steve just not a very good bass guitarist? Um, I'm sure he was a fine bass guitarist. You have to but he say was that. A, that's right, but he's a much better computer scientist. <laughs> so he essentially uh, broke a very hard problem back then, which is how do you speed up and slow down uh, audio without having that chipmunk sound, without having that really deep sound. Right, so so he, he was listening to some, some CD and hearing an amazing bass riff and going, oh, how did he play that? But at real speed, your ears yeah. just can't keep up. So well, he thought, I'll go, solve this. Yeah, well it goes well it goes squeaky or it goes deep so he couldn't move the bass. Yeah, if you just slow it down yeah. or speed slow it down in his case, you just couldn't hear it. Yeah. Or so he, he essentially cracked that problem and back then, 20 years ago, that was legendary. No one had cracked it. Um, and with that, they started Serato and they made a uh, plugin that actually audio engineers and Hollywood still uses to do sound manipulation. So I, I think I think I might have been the beneficiary of that plugin myself because you know my day job, um, you know, I have an advertising agency, make a bunch of radio ads, and what always happens in radio ads, you try and fit 35 seconds into 30, and then the engineer says, you know what? I've got this plug-in on my Pro Tools or whatever it is, and I can I can compress that without making it sound like yep. a chipmunk. No, that that is it exactly. And if you, the the funny thing is, if almost every Hollywood movie or media you can think of, their sound designer uses pitch and time, which is made here. So everything from Revenant to Star Wars to Westworld to everything, they use it. It's industry standard. It was made 20 years ago. We haven't touched it, um, and. Now it's come full circle and we use it in DJ so that DJs can speed up and slow down songs to match the transition. Uh, but it's, again, it's something that was developed 20 years ago. It just did exactly what we needed it to, so we haven't needed to change it. That, I mean, that's a really cool New Zealand success story. After the break, I want to talk a bit about um, your DJ software itself, who uses it, where it is in the world, how popular it is. But Nick, maybe you can play us to the break. Yeah, no worries. I can do that. Shall I, shall I give you a little demo of what it sounds like with pitch and time on and off? That would be great. Okay, so let's... So now I'm gonna, I'm gonna slow down the song without pitch and time. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> so you can see how when I slow it down, it really, you can really hear the, the variation in the, in the actual key of the song. Whereas if I put pitch and time on, 
and I, now I'm slowing it down and you can't really notice it. So all the, all the notes are preserved, all the, all the, the, the actual melodies preserved, but the, the tempo changes, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Hey, after the break, talking more to uh, Nick and Young from Serato. Back soon. Connecting you to the future of the internet. internet. It's Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis. Welcome back to Sunday Social. I'm at the Auckland Global Headquarters of DJ software company Serato with uh, CEO Young Lee and Head of Strategy Nick McLaren. Welcome back, boys. Thank you. Thanks. Um, you said before the break uh, that this whole, this is a beautiful Kiwi story, this whole company was founded on one bit of code to solve one problem, that uh, pitch and time um, algorithm, piece of algorithm, yeah, is that algorithm, the word? Yep. My God, I'm using algorithm correctly. Yeah. <laughs> um, designed to slow down or speed up pieces of audio without changing their, their tone. How did the company get from that, which is a useful, you know, but simple piece of software, to, you know, a, a global DJ software empire? What was the, what was the journey? Well, I think, I think from there, they, um, then they moved on and took the profits to uh, digital uh, vinyl, essentially, which is how you can uh, control audio with vinyl. It's, a, it's natural vinyl that um, DJs use. Yep. But then instead of carrying crates of records around, you have your computer and you have your library there. Um, and the first piece of software they put up there, which was Scratch Live, with a box, became so popular, it essentially revolutionised the DJ industry. There was um, one year where... They sold more of that than guitar picks at, um, in the US. It just took over. It was so useful. Um, and then from there, you know, we've continued to grow. We're now with the uh, number one most used uh, DJ software in the world. So, so this thing that, that sprung out of some computer science uh, undergrad's idea here in Auckland has now evolved in, what, 20 years? Yeah, 20 years. 20 years yeah. to become the number one uh, DJ software in the world. Yeah. That's pretty cool. What, is, what does that mean, though? I mean, I, you know, I know what number one word processor in the world means because <laughs> a lot of people use those, um, but not so many people use DJ software, or do they? What's the size of the yeah, price well, here? they do. We, we kind of view, uh, we view our customer base as 1.6 million, and that's how many people have logged in in a year. Uh, we have about 400,000 uh, users per month at the moment, so it's a lot. It doesn't... It doesn't seem like a lot. Uh, there would be a lot of DJs in the world, but if you think about how many working DJs there are on Friday night in Auckland, and then you multiply that out to every city in the world, yep. that's a lot of working DJs. And, and every single one of them is, is running the Serato DJ software through a combination of a, a, a Mac laptop or a PC laptop and a, and a DJ controller. Is that pretty much the setup? And, the, and then amplifiers and speakers and... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they have generally have a, a laptop that's running the software. And then any variety of uh, DJ hardware, which which they plug in, which is made by one of our partners. So that could be a DJ controller. It could be a DJ mixer, which is a, there's a slight difference. Basically, you have the sort of the pro level component pieces that you might find. You know, at home you have a pro sort of component system. I I, I saw at the supermarket the other day uh, pro chewing gum, Wrigley's Professional. Okay. Oh, for, yeah. So so yeah. same same sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't yeah. think I was ready for it. <laughs> yeah, but very very much like the uh, chewing gum industry or the uh, home audio industry, you have different levels of gear. So yeah, a club or a professional might have a component piece, much like at home you'd have an amplifier and then a tuner and then a tape deck and a mm -hmm. record player. Um, so a club would have a DJ mixer and then separate turntables and CD players. 
and then at home or a, a more amateur user would have a DJ controller, which is all in one. So that's your mini system of, of yeah. DJing. So, so we talked about the DJ controller before the break, and it's sitting on the, the desk in front of us. As, as we said, about sort of two-thirds the length of a skateboard and about the same width and a little bit thicker. What, what would one of these, you know, cost someone at home thinking, yep, I'm going to be a, a bedroom DJ? So New, New Zealand dollars, that's always tricky because we, we're always thinking about it in US because that's where they came out. So well, you, we're in New Zealand now, so I know, we are, aren't we? Um, so <laughs> give it to me in Bitcoin if you want. <laughs> so 0 0.013 yeah. Bitcoin, yeah. No, it's, um, it retails for 299 US, so I think that comes out to about $600 roughly New Zealand. When it has the that's course. not as much as all that, is it? That's, yeah. that's, and that, that's kind of an entry level. Yeah. That's the entry, yeah. that's the entry level um, setup, yeah. So obviously that's the kind of the beginner point, around 300 US. And then right up to um, 1500, 2000 US. So in New Zealand dollars again, that's getting up to sort of four or five K. If you, if you have two turntables in the mixer, it could easily be seven, eight thousand. I always draw the analogy to Android phones. You know, we make the software and there's, we support 80 pieces of hardware and four or five different companies. So there's a large variation. So it, it's, you know, I keep coming back to this, but it's very cool that this is a New Zealand company that is dominating not just in a global industry but an industry that kind of very much has its roots in the US, you know, historically. How has that been received or, or, or was, you know, Serato just sort of taken up with, with open arms by the, by the DJs of the, of the US and then the, you know, the wider world? Yeah, I think so. There's, uh, um, I think we just focus on making products people want to use and it ended up being something that was embraced by the hip-hop community in the US. Uh, the, the other funny thing is, um, a bit like rollerblades, Serato has become synonymous with digital DJing. So we're actually in the lyrics of a lot of songs, like if you Eminem or uh, Mariah Carey or a lot of A-list artists actually drop the name Serato in their songs to mean DJing on a computer. Well, that's kind of, that's a fairly, a fairly uh, powerful endorsement, really, isn't it? it is. I, I didn't get the rollerblades reference, though. Yeah, well, Rollerblades, uh, you know, it's the brand name, but oh, it was for okay. inline, inline you've skates. you've become the generic. Yeah, yeah inline right. skates was the actual like thing. Like jet, jet ski versus personal watercraft exactly. and, yeah, and yeah. so on. Yeah, so we're not complaining. That's a great place to be. But, um, again, we've become very uh, welcome into the hip-hop community in the US, and it's, uh, it's quite odd for a little New Zealand company, but... It is. And, and so, so the controller costs you, you know, a few hundred. The, you need a laptop to run it on. Um, I'm guessing it doesn't need to be super, super powerful. Now these days, um, laptops, your most generic laptops would be totally capable of running Strato DJ. But then of course they need your software, and how much does that cost? So the software, depending on the hardware package you buy, will either be included or it'll be, there'll be a light version included. Mm -hmm. And so then you upgrade from the light version to the full version, which will cost you 99 US. And it's a, a one-off cost, it's not, it's not DJing as a service. No, so we have a DJing as a service option, if, if you like, so you can subscribe to it for $9.99 a month. That's in US dollars. So com coming back to the fact that you're, you know, you're taking on the world from Auckland, you told me uh, in the break that you've got 120 people here, which is, I, I should have guessed, because you know my office is up on K Road and I see a heck of a lot of people in Serato t-shirts up eating their lunch. <laughs> really quick short lunches, by the way, then they, rush, they, they say, can't hang around, can't hang around, got to go make some DJ software. Um, is it hard to find the, the right people you know, down here in Auckland to do this kind of work? Uh, yeah. Actually, and we've, um, I was talking to Ableton and Bill, and they're another audio company. Um, one of the good things is we're a very interesting company in a very small pool. 
So we do attract the best of the best? So well, I guess if it comes down to working at a, at a DJ software company or some soul-destroying, <laughs> heartless, immoral accounting software company, it's an easy choice, right? That's right. That's right. And we, um, we're we always proud of the fact that um, the sorts of people we hire are looking at jobs uh, at Google in, um, in Australia or uh, Google in San Fran. So we're able to find these people, keep them locally, uh, give them something that they find rewarding and puts them on the world stage. I, I, I just had a sudden thought. Your Friday night drinks, the, the music's probably awful because no-one can agree on, <laughs> on what anyone should play and you get about three seconds in and someone pushes you off the turntable. What, how, how does that go down? Yeah, it either happens like that or it just progresses into a just terrible, terrible playlist that someone's put on for a joke and no-one wants to quite... You know, no-one's kind of brave enough to pull it off, but... Because they think yeah. it might be really cool and they just don't understand yeah, how, how it is cool. But I think there is sometimes a misconception here that, um... Because we're all DJs, uh... Well, are you all DJs? Well, sorry. A lot, there's a lot of us that are either DJs or very into DJ culture. That means we're very strict on our music tastes, but I think it's actually the opposite. I think it's a bit like a chef. When you're a chef at, um... You know, you're cooking all the time at work. You come home and you put chicken nuggets from the freezer in the microwave. So we generally <laughs> like pretty, uh, pretty bad 90s music, I think, when we're partying. Trash, trash music yeah. is, is welcome here. So there's 120 people. What, 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 are, what do 120 people do? How does it break down? Um, well, everything from product design to we have a lot of uh, computer programmers, we have testers, we have project managers, designers, uh, everything you need, support. Account. Yeah. Every, uh, so, so how, how many of the 120 are actually, you know, the like your founder Steve, the ex-computer grads who put ones and zeros together and turned them into music? Maybe about 50%. Okay. I'd say the rest is all other sorts. So what, what's coming down the track? You've got 1.6 million uh, DJs around the world. What's the what's the growth path for for Serato? You know, you're going to bring out a version I can. Um, you know, play on my phone, or are you just going to go hard on the on the professionals? What's what's the future for you guys? Oh, we're actually um, after talking to a lot of our customers and asking them what's next. A good chunk of them want to produce music. They want to make music, um, and we've right. had very good success with um, a new plugin called Serato Sample. So we're actually spending a lot of time on that. Actually, how to help our customers make their own beats or contribute to songs, or and um, we think that's. Uh, and the natural progression. So, so for home users, this would this would be like Apple GarageBand, except a good version. Or you can't say bad things yeah. about Apple. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the sample-based version. Yes, a professional yeah. tool for people to make music. Hey, very cool. And if people want to uh, find out more, or you know, um, find out how to buy the mixer, or buy the buy the controller, or buy your software, where do they go? Um, we're everywhere on the internet. I think just Google us. We have Facebook pages. We've got uh, a community. We're happy to help find out where people are and point them to the right shop. Short answer would be serato.com, right? That's right. Hey, um, Young and Nick from uh, Serato here in Auckland, NZ, thanks so much for joining us on Sunday Social. Great. Thanks for having, hey, thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. mate, you should, play, you should play us out. You should okay. play us out. <laughs> fire up that, fire up the Serato, fire up that, um, that mixer, and one for the oldies. Oh, you need to scratch it for me. I regret that. <laughs> Sunday social.
Welcome back to Sunday Social. You can hear that whole entire interview with uh, Serato RadioLive.co.nz under shows and Sunday Social. Or if you are surfing the front edge of audio technology, you can listen to it as a podcast at iTunes. Quite a good story there, Paul, Serato. Are you, were you familiar with Serato? I was not. Turning up tonight? No. World's number one DJ software and uh, made right here in New Zealand. Right here. Of um, some, some code, some code that its founder um, wrote. Scribbled um, down. Is this not the plot to a television series from the United States? It's not the plot. No. no? He, okay. he, he, wanted to, he wanted to learn uh, or teach himself bass guitar. Oh. And he was listening to these bass guitar riffs on CDs or whatever they were yep. back in the day. Yeah. He wanted to slow <laughs> the audio down without changing without. the pitch. Yeah. And that was the first thing. And if, once you can do that, you can... If you can do that, you can do anything. You can do anything. You yeah. can do anything. Yes. Serato, world's number one DJ software. Fabulous. Really cool. Paul Brislin. Paul Brislin, um, communicator extraordinaire. How are you? What have you been up to? Oh, far too much. Charging around, uh, bumping into things. Things, items, things, issues. Stuff. <laughs> issues. Well, I've been managing things. I feel no. I feel no more. Um, no more informed, but communicated than yeah, I was yeah. when we began speaking. Pro- I, I probably feel a bit like a, a U.S. congressman, actually, after <laughs> after a full day of uh, Mark Zuckerberg of, of the Zuck. Oh, ignorant look. going in, ignorant coming out. And to be honest, what do you expect when you send in seventy-year-olds to um, uh, ex- to to exoriate a uh, a an IT.com billionaire about his product when clearly none of them could spell IT, let alone actually understand what the hell was going on. Yeah, it was... But on the other hand, uh, d- does the IT industry not have a responsibility to, you know, to explain itself and to and to be, you know, understandable to its stakeholders? Absolutely is, is does. Yeah, well, it does. It does. And it, for decades it's been terrible at it. And from the acronym for mania of the 1990s with three-letter acronyms all the way through the .com, the 2. Point oh, the web, the cloud, we've got software as a service. It's all just such nonsense. And uh, thankfully, it keeps me gainfully employed explaining what the hell they're talking about to normal people, to muggles. Where would we be? Where, Where would we, we be? We'd well, be well, out of luckily, a job. Luckily, um, Sunday Social is a jargon-free zone. So just rewinding the clock a little yes. bit. Yes. Mark Zuckerberg, appearing before a congressional committee... The ex- Crown Prince of Darkness. ...explaining himself in the wake of the Cambridge Analytica scandal, uh, you know, which we, we won't re-litigate. <laughs> but for me, uh, completely coincidentally, that night on Netflix, mm. I watched, um, I think it was on... No, it might have been on broadcast TV. Um, the movie Iron Man 2. Yes. Where um, Tony Stark is called before Congress to explain his tech business. <laughs> I thought... This is this, this is the is same movie. Synchronicity. Tony Stark's got more facial hair and a much better scriptwriter uh, yeah. because uh, Zuck did not do anywhere near as well as Robert Downey Jr. Um, there there was a little say. bit of um, superciliousness. Yes. Getting into buzzwords. Oh, oh no, that's that's not but that's a, a way of, of life. A bit a bit of smarminess. Um, so yeah. I mean. There were, there were some standout moments for me. The, the dumbest moment for me was when uh, one one congressman, for, for some reason, was obsessed with whether or not uh, Facebook had been spying on his WhatsApp emails, as he called them, uh, his WhatsApp oh, emails God. about the movie Black Panther. Uh, and uh, yeah, They do get fixated on these micro-issues, don't they? I, it, it's very much like the uh, Select Committee here in New Zealand looking at Uber um, spent its entire allotted discussion time talking about whether or not Uber drivers would be uh, visible when they were parking on taxi stands. Something that 
Uber then, drivers do not do. Thing. And that was the entire thing. So really, you need better briefings in the background. You actually need politicians who understand these issues. And uh, it's, a, it's a global problem. I mean, the Brits were no better when they've um, talked to Facebook in the past. Uh, the, the, these guys are media trained. They run a, rings around the politicians who sit there thinking they're damned strong interviewers and they've got good questions. They're but not really, coordinated. Really they and really do you they know haven't. what we need? What do we need? We need a digital advisory group and a chief technical officer. How's that? That along? well, that's uh, that would be a really good idea. We could have a, a group of people who know what's what and uh, and a so we, point we, man. We to, have that. To, we yes. have that group. Um, we have half that group. Oh, we've only got half. Oh, their first job is to appoint the other half. Yeah, there, there are some good names in there. But nothing's There's a happened. good mix. Nothing so far that has come above the surface. And so, chief technical officer, no one wants to do it. Uh, well, that's, that's any good. That's that's right. Apparently, that is any good. And having put my hat up, uh, hand up for the uh, my hat up, I put my hand in the ring for the hat. Yeah, no, and get told thanks for coming along. Yeah, no, they need somebody much more qualified than me. Clearly, well, clear, clear, um, clear, Mr. Curran, if you if you are listening, uh, we're here for you, you. You, we're here for you, and you know the phone number. Hey, um, this this is interesting. A, a story that's come out of the states, uh, which kind of butts up against the the Facebook one. Uh, it's about privacy. Mm. And it's about transcription. Now, you've worked Ooh. as a journalist for um, a lot a of so-called careers. Yes. Um, <laughs> transcription apps. Transc oh, you'll well, pay. I, I also, oh, you'll I also pay. have a so-called yeah. career. Um, transcription apps. Yes. So you speak yeah, yeah, to your yeah. phone and out, and come, out outcome, come some words. Yeah, yeah. No, never use them. them. I do not. No, I can touch type. So I do oh. 100 plus words a minute. And uh, are most the same words that you No, you no. Said? They're the ones I make up as I, okay. as I talk to somebody. Um, Good uh, jumped over the lazy <laughs> Just over and over again. Uh, and also, um, I can't do it, but um, shorthand users, and there are still a number out you there. You see them now in the You do, you do. And that is glorious. But no, uh, transcription apps should be 10 a penny because we've had Dragon Dictate for roughly a Years I remember now. Dragon. Dictate. You remember that beastie? You yeah. had to spend forty hours a week training it to, and then you got laryngitis because you were so sore yeah. from talking. Yeah, of course. The, the, the issue that's emerging now is, um, you know, people have been gleefully um, signing up for these transcription apps, mm. sending away their audio, getting back words. Stuff. And um, turns out there's some real privacy issues around them, which shouldn't be surprising. Because well, it shouldn't be a surprise, should it? Somebody's got to listen to what's going on and type it all up. Yeah. And if they think the robots are doing it, well, I'm sorry, but mostly... Well, the robots are mostly doing it, but yeah. there's a human element. So there's, there a, there's, one, there's a particular app called Otter. Uh, I don't know why it's called Otter. I love um, it. Here's the alarm bell. It's a free transcription app. Eh. Okay, so free. You're the product, not you the, are the product. You're not the customer. And um, yeah, media reports have have pointed out that you know when you, when you're handing your files over to this company, really you're giving away quite a lot of um, privacy protections. Yeah, and, and a lot of the things you transcribe are either you know they're often board meeting minutes and yep. things, and and they're important legal but documents. It reminded me of I think it's a New Zealand company. Um, called Transcribe Me. Oh, yes. Do you know yes, this yes, story? I do, I do. And uh, you can sign up as a transcriber. Yeah. And they will send you little snippets. Which snippets. is a good way around the privacy snippets. issue. Snippets is the trick. So yes. Transcribe Me, well, let's say I've got a 30-minute um, interview I want transcribed. I upload it to Transcribe Me. It breaks it into, how, how long are the snippets? I, I think it's about 10, 30 seconds. 30 second yeah, snippets. Yeah. Uh, and it sends those to 100 people all around the world. Yeah, who sit there watching TV, uh, riding, suddenly you get a little ding, tube. and in it comes, and uh, you just type up what you hear and send it back. And the beauty is, 
no one sees enough to understand what they're translating. That's right. So this is down. You, you lack a bit of Pros context, yeah, um, yeah. but you don't get to see the secrets. Yeah, it feels yeah. very medieval, actually. It does, doesn't it? It's it's uh, tearing things up into little bits and scattering yeah, get, getting, it to the Getting different monks to, um, to, to, to write the illuminated manuscript of <laughs> yeah. different pages of the Bible so no one knows its terrible power. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that is, that is the way of it. Until we get to the point where voice recognition is good enough to... Uh, cope with jargon, with accents, with all the madness. Um, I don't know. I, I can make Siri do pretty much my bidding. Um, I'm, I'm the same way with Google. Yep. But uh, but a lot of people struggle. They especially um, the Koiwi accent and people without radio voices. Use. And oh, I, I think we, we need to we need to just have a moment's silence for those people without radio voices because uh, you well, know they're really. suffering. They're suffering out there. They so are. transcribe me. Um, uh, Kiwi originated site. Uh, really interesting idea. Clever solution to a to a you know a common problem, and also gives you the opportunity to be one of those transcribers and make That's a little right. bit of make money a along bit the of way. Cash along the way. I like it. I like making cash along the way. Hey, do you um, do you drink at? Uh, oh, I'm going to insult you now. Paul. You are. Um, when's the last time you had a coffee at Starbucks? Well, I, I can safely say I've never had a coffee at Starbucks. I've had several of their um, caffeinated beverages, oh, but I, 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 I would not call it a coffee. Those, those big sorry, am I from Wellington? Things with yes. hazelnut, pumpkin spice it was the, liqueur. It was the spump, pumpkin spice the latte. The, the spumpkin what? The spumpkin, yeah, the pumpkin spice latte that did it for me. That was not something you should put in your mouth ever. Oh, really? Oh, by um, God, no. So I'm not a big Starbucks fan, but, you know, in extremists, especially overseas, although <laughs> yeah, once, yeah, yeah. once International in, in, a, in a Chinese provincial city, I accidentally walked into a place called Stabrucks. <laughs> and this is true, I have a photograph. Um, <laughs> in every respect, the branding was Starbucks, except, except they thought, right, we're, we're sweet. Green tea. We're not ripping it off because no. it's called Stabrucks. Stabrucks. Um, so Brilliant. I walk in there for the Wi-Fi and, 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 the, and the dark milky liquid. But uh, one of the phenomena associated with Starbucks is you tell them your name... For the order, uh, exactly, and then they write and something they down on the cup. Something. <laughs> they write something down on the cup, and it's never your name. Llewellyn coffee for Llewellyn. Yeah, I can see it now. It's, it's just, just not going to happen. Ridiculous. So there's someone, bless them, has come up with a website uh, based on this this whole idea. It's called whatsmystarbucksname.com. You enter your real name. And up comes a photograph of a Starbucks cup with your Starbucks name. So I did this for us. <laughs> oh, oh, good uh, on you. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see. Yes. Uh, Vaughan came up as Validry, V-A-L-I-D-R. Well, that's not even a name. Um, <laughs> yours was actually quite prescient. Uh, it came up with Prick, P-R-I-K. <laughs> well, I've been called that, worse for a coffee. Isn't it? Wasn't he a, um, a character in Blade Runner? Or am I, uh, Prague. Oh, Could be Prague. Pris. 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 Yeah, Prick would yeah. be too close to the bone. Yeah, so, mm. um, what's my Starbucks name.com? That, Paul, is why the internet was invented. That's Back right. right after this. It's Sunday Social. Yes, indeed. Don't worry. Be happy. There's a bazillion apps out there. Most of them aren't so flash, but, uh, you know, we've been looking around and found you the ones that are worth your free download. Or sometimes, if you're feeling really <laughs> flush, your 99 cents. Um, but never Paul, anymore. Yeah, Paul, I want to flag, flag. I've got a conflict on this next one because my day job is uh, working with Vector, the lines company in... Auckland. Vector, you say? Vector, I say. Um, you know, which... No, it's no secret has, or might be for you people outside of Auckland, uh, have been facing a, a pretty major weather event this week and working hard, I, I tell you, around the clock. Oh, absolutely. Back, yep. uh, back connected. But um, 
you've been looking at their app. I and have. I know, I know there's been some <coughs> wobbles on the app, but you're you're a fan. Oh, I'm a huge fan of the app uh, and have been for since it, since it first came out. I think something that allows you to, uh, when the lights go out, you go, oh, what's going on? Do I call the call centre, which is what everybody tends to do, thus driving madness along those lines, or do I just look at an app and go, yep, there's somebody's hit a power pole just down the road from me. I now know what's going on. There's a an estimated time for restoration. It's all flagged on the map, and you can put in um, areas of interest. So I, you know, put in family members, or oh. so I can keep an eye on theirs, and then I get a little alert when the power goes out, and another alert when the power comes back on. This is a thing of beauty. This is actually what the internet was invented for: keeping in touch and making sure that people are safe and happy. There you go. And it is a lovely thing, and, and I, I it's something you've recommended that other I do. Should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing uh, to. To declare a conflict of my own, uh, I'm doing a bit of work with Two Degrees at the moment, and um, I think it would be an ideal uh, app for any network provider to be able to have customers say, oh, there's a problem here, press the button, it's got your location, it tells you what's happening, takes a snapshot of the network, sends it off to the network guys, and Bob's your uncle. Uh, you can alert them to issues that you have come across instead of trying to explain it all. Because the, the, the thing that comes out, any time I see any uh, utility provider, you know, whether it's electricity or water, Water or internet, mm. the two things people want, and they're kind of equal: uh, their service back and information. Information, and yeah. And yeah, both yeah. of those things are just as important. They so, are. So they the, are. the app's not going to, you know, get you your service back. No, but, but it's going to give you the information. And it means you're not calling the call center, waiting on hold, feeling frustrated. You're not tying up resource at the other end with people having to answer all these things. It's nice and easy for the company. It's great for the customer. Uh, and as I say, it means that I've got peace of mind. I can check in on family members and say, nope, your power's back on. Um, that's good. We'll be round for tea. Look at that. Yeah. Um, of course, if you do ring the call centre and you are on hold, uh, for anyone, one very one very good way to use your time mm. rather than listening to the music is read our book. The question being, of course, which, you know, book, which book do I read? Now, this site has been around for a long time. Which I guess is a good. It's a very good good thing. It's 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 endured. Uh, It's available as an app, and it promises to introduce you to your next favourite book. It's called Goodreads.com. I'm I'm a dabbler Mm. in Goodreads, but some people I know they they kind of live their reading life. Exactly. I know a couple of hardcore readers who, when you say, "Oh, I've found this new book," they go straight to the app, have a look at whatever, because they don't trust me. They go and have a look at their recommendations because it does a very good job of curating stuff for you based on what you've read in the past and what your friends have been reading, doesn't it? it yeah. It's a very and, nice approach. And it's absolutely free, which, you know, alarm bell. Doubly good. Which, which, well, alarm bell. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, privacy-wise, so, so that's how, right. So which way does the money flow? The money <coughs> flows when you click on a book that you haven't yet read but would like to buy, either yep. as an e-book or a you know, hard copy from Amazon or wherever, and, and they take a slice of that. So that, that's Which I'm fine with. That's I think that's model. a good you're model. Not, you're not paying any more for yep. it. It's just a little bit's going to Goodreads. Yeah. Um, the way you start out is you get in there, you it starts presenting you with books, and you say, oh, I've read that one. I gave it two stars or five yeah, stars yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. Swipe left, swipe right. Um, and once you've rated 20, which is a pretty good base, um, you start getting recommendations, which is which is one part of the uh, one part of the site, so the, the algorithmic recommendations. Mm. But the thing I like is, uh, you know, the moment I signed up and got going, suddenly alerts came through from people I knew because yeah. you can connect to your Facebook yeah, 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 and Twitter right. and um, Gmail networks. The web. And people are saying, oh, Vaughan, you'd like this book. Yes, yeah. And, and that's, they that's were fantastic. right. <laughs> and their book, their book, well, I think they're right. Um, they, they look so like far so good. Like. They're all yeah, about yeah. airplanes and goats. Oh, well, there you are. Um, 
they're, they're books that I've never heard of, but actually I think I would like. Well, you do have very specific tastes in books, so that's the. I, I do have, yeah. 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 So isn't I wonder... A, isn't there a line from um, <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey, a very particular something? Yeah, no. I, I don't like to go there with goats, thanks. No. But uh, it's a Shades great way. <laughs> I can see your next book. There yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, no, it's a fantastic way of mixing... Uh, the robot thing, pinky, picking things for you and people you know picking things for you. And, I, and that's always the best outcome, I find. You get a good mix of new stuff you'd never heard of and the top 20 things your friends are reading or getting involved in. Why can't we do this with movies? I mean, Netflix is a <sighs> bit of a pig's ear. It's the thumb up or the thumb down, and then I get these random recommendations for movies based yeah. on... Uh, and do you know what? I, I think we're all getting the same recommendations because you... you, we you detect this i don't know if you have but I, I certainly have suddenly everyone will be talking about some random movie from five years ago yeah that they watched on netflix last night and you go, and I go I hey, watched that wait too. a minute i thought that was recommended for me and and am know, i not special it? yeah so yeah I, th I think they're a bit one size fits all um there are websites out there that purport to you know do the same thing for movies as goodreads is doing for for books yeah um i have i haven't tried them um I, I, that might be my homework might be your homework because the, um, the next week or so and as long as they integrate so that you can then click through from this site recommends this movie i will now watch it click and i'm watching it rather than oh now i've got to get out of that and now i've got to go over to netflix well it's a classic case of you know if you came up with that app or that website what you're really coming up with is a feature you are you come up with a feature for netflix so the idea is to come up with a really 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 good one and have them buy you sell it to mrs netflix yeah yeah because i'm actually yeah mrs fix yeah 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 no net is her first name it really is netty Netflix. Annette Flix yeah. is her real name. <laughs> and her Sign up for your next one with that and see how far it's you called, get. Yeah, it's called Netflix. Um, if a friend recommends me a book or a movie, uh, I want to be nice to them, of course. I want to I reciprocate. I want to go back yes. to them. And I, and you I do. Wanna, and I want to be a good friend. Turns out, though, I'm a misanthrope, which means... Uh, no friends. Long word, I don't like people. No friends, Nigel. Uh, but I'm very excited. Mm. There's an app, and this is kind of my app of the week. Uh, there's an app that I can use to make me look like a good bugger. Awesome. <laughs> you've, you've outsourced being a friend. I have. Yeah. I have. And, um, you know, sometimes I, I, um, I might message you, Paul, or email you and say, sure. hey, how's it going? Uh, no, I don't. No, actually. Normally you've never it's, had, it's, no. can you come by for radio? It, um, yeah, yeah. But if, if I do... If you did... I'm just going to say now, it's not going to be me. It's going to be an app called Garden, and I think the name is to do with Ooh, cultivating Cultivating. Cultivating Yeah, yeah I or like I might, that. Or it might be an ex-gardening app that they've repurposed. <laughs> yeah. a, a, Hard to a tell. Watering reminder that's, app that's that repurposed. Right. <laughs> um, the idea is, you tell it who your most important friends are. Mm, value judgments. Mm. And how often you would like to be in contact with them, and the app reminds you to do that. Right. And, and keeps track of when, of when you do it. So, um, you know, with my mother, for example, you know, I'm a good son, so I will always want to call yeah. her at least once a year. Yeah, about whether she wants before, it or about not. A, about a week before my birthday. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, that's just, good just so she remembers who I am, I get a nice present. That's right. And this, app, right. this app can do that. <coughs> um, so is this a, a, you know, a, a bright new technologically uh, augmented future, or is this just a, a harbinger of uh, the, the death of sad 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 people um well on the one hand it's good that you um uh have a way to stay in touch with your mum that doesn't actually involve you um picking up the phone on a regular basis off your own okay back. i actually do that i know. and she's listening and she knows i call every day that's right uh but on the other hand it is quite good if um uh in the in the pr circles we would call this stakeholder management well uh, that's, make sure that's, that you yeah, stay in touch with the people is. you need to stay in touch with yeah this, this yeah. is what um businesses would call customer relationship management mm. except it's for it's 
for friends. For friends and family. FRM, friendship relationship management. Friendship but, relationship management. But, you know, we've all got those people you think, oh, look, I really enjoy talking to them. They, they live in another city now, but I must stay in touch. And, we, you know, because we do catch up. It's always good fun. And then another decade rolls by. Sorry, Sean. Yeah, but another we, decade well, you rolls go, by. You go through the cusp of awkwardness because yeah. there's, a, there's a point at which it's too late to get in touch now. That's right. Because it'll be the first thing you'll have yep. to address is how long it's been since you got in touch. Oh, and then you have that conversation. And, and are you still married? Have you got children? How many? Awkwardness. No, it's not. No, exactly. It's not hey, well, thank you so much for coming in. All Paul, good. As always. Uh, hope you have schedule a it in fan. for next time. I will schedule yeah. it in. I'll, I'll send you a, a, a warm personal note via via the app. Yep. Um, or I'll just have it do it for me. Perfect. Uh, thanks so much, Young Lee from um, Serato and uh, his crew on the DJ software there. Very impressive product out of New Zealand. Sarah O'Dwyer in the booth. Next up, the weekend variety wireless. I'm Vaughan Davis. See you next week. Nighty night.